And we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, where we do mediocre research and give you an unwanted opinion about a topic that you don't care about. This week I'm joined again by my fellow hosts, and uh, we are going to do a deep dive into the JFK assassination. So, I'm going to go ahead and um, start off here with giving some background into JFK. I've got my notes all wrote up here. So, JFK is, I didn't write down when he was born, like an idiot. Give me two seconds. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, JFK is born May, 9, May 29th, 1917 mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. He's born to a uh, wealthy family, a well-known political family in the Massachusetts area. Um, his older brother, Joe, is groomed from a young age to be... Uh, kind of involved in politics, and uh, his father was kind of grooming him to become president one day. And uh, I'll get into more of that here in a minute later down the road. But anyways, John was kind of the troubled child. Um, His brothers were all good students. Uh, They were well-liked, all that stuff. John was kind of known to be the black sheep of his family. He got into fights and trouble a little more often. He's still known to be charismatic and good-looking and all that stuff, though. But anyways, John goes through school uh, like every normal kid and gets accepted into Harvard. He graduates from Harvard in 1940 and joins the Navy Reserves and takes command of a series of PT boats, which is patrol torpedo boats, in the Pacific now, during his um, stint in the military, his, one of his boats is sunk, and John's back is injured, and he uh, receives uh, some sort of award here, the Navy, I forget the name, the Navy and Marine Corps Medal. Hmm. Um, Wasn't he, didn't for, he get like um, stranded on an island during that whole thing? Yeah, he, his boat sunk close to an island, and he hauled, like, I believe it was 10 of his crewmates um, to the shore of the island. So he swam back and forth, hauling his crewmates to safety. So he does his stint in the military, gets out, and in 1947 is elected to Congress. Um, he goes through Congress... In the House of Representatives, uh, eventually he he switches over to the Senate. Uh, While he's in the Senate, he releases his book that wins the Pulitzer Prize. Um, And in 1960, he becomes the first Roman Catholic president uh, by narrowly beating uh, Nixon. So during his presidency, early on in his presidency... um, where you are in kind of the uh, Cold War, the, really the height of the Cold War. Yeah, like the Bay of and, Pigs uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, Cuban he authorizes crisis. the Bay of Pigs, which is the invasion of Cuba and the plan to assassinate Fidel Castro. 
Um, but one thing that he 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 was okay with the Bay of Pigs and the invasion and all that stuff. What he wasn't okay with is kind of these black ops mm-hmm. kind of things um, that the CIA really wanted to do. One of like them we were talking about last week. Op- yeah. One of them specifically is called Operation Northwoods, which was um, a plan that the CIA had to commit a bunch of false flag attacks on United States um, soil to raise uh, influence, I guess, for the uh, for the war on Cuba. And, and Kennedy rejected that, and I believe that's where his bad blood with the CIA really started. Now – on the um, on the Operation Northwoods thing, now if I, if I'm not mistaken, I mean I might be, but that seemed a lot like a 9/11 situation is what they were proposing. They hijack airliners and crash them into major cities. Wasn't that what the CIA was suggesting? On that? I don't know the specific details of um, the the. False flag attacks. I just know that Operation Northwoods was a bunch of plans to commit false flag attacks by the CIA. Okay. Um, basically to just paint Cuba as the bad guy. Right. And to paint Castro as the bad guy. Okay. So, um, I forgot to mention this. I mentioned uh, Kennedy's older brother, Joe, who was kind of being groomed to become president and stuff like that. By his father, uh, Joe was killed in a plane crash, um, and he, while he was in the military, he was a pilot and was killed in a plane crash. And um, that's kind of when John becomes the family uh, trophy, I guess. Kind of matriarch. That, that's when his father kind of matriarch. Yeah, that's when his that's when his father kind of turns to him. And decides to turn him into the, um, the man, I guess. <laughs> the figurehead. But, yeah. Anyway, so Kennedy does the the Bay of Pigs. They he nixes Operation Northwoods. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis happens, which is uh, I'm not something I'm not really going to get into. I don't know a whole lot about, but it was like that was when all the Cold War almost turned into the Hot War. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So he solves that. I think he does a really good job. His foreign affair policy, his foreign affairs uh, was handled really well, I believe. I think that not a lot of people could have um, de-escalated that situation. I think yeah. he did a good job at it. But no one cares about my political views. So, <laughs> Anyways, uh, throughout his presidency, Kennedy's kind of known to have affairs with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, there's rumors that, that there's tunnels under the White House that Marilyn Monroe used to sneak in and out of. Um, so whether you want to believe that or not, I guess is up to you. But let's move on to the juicy stuff here, I guess. So November 22nd, 1963, at 11.38 a.m., Kennedy's motorcade is in Dallas, Texas, and he climbs into his motorcade and takes off on his route and his little parade. At 12.29, the car enters Dealey Plaza and makes a left-hand turn, 
and at 12.30, the first shots are fired from the sixth, sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Supposedly. Supposedly. I'm going to... Uh, I should preface this. I'm going with the mainstream assassination timeline here. Okay. Um, so the first shot's rung out. Kennedy is hit in the upper back slash throat area uh, where the first round impacts. Um, that round continues to go exit through Kennedy and hit uh, the governor of was Texas? it the governor of Texas or the yeah. mayor of Dallas? I think well, governor, of, governor Texas. of Texas. What was his name? Uh, one second here. Anyways, we'll find that here in a second. Yeah, I'll look it up. Like hits him in the back, and uh, travels through him as well. Uh, it's called the magic bullet. I'll get into that as well. Um, but anyways, so shortly after the first shot rings out, CI or the Secret Service is obviously trying to climb onto the car to shield him. Uh, he's grabbing at his throat, and that's when the second shot hits and hits him in the head and shatters the right side of his skull off. And there's a video, actually, that you can see. Miss um, Kennedy is sitting next to him, and when his skull pops off and lands on the back of the Lincoln Continental convertible that they were in, she reaches back and tries to grab it and put it back on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so shortly after that, the man who has supposedly committed this heinous act, Lee Harvey Oswald, exits the book depository and um, makes his way. Connolly, specific... Governor Connolly was the game. Yeah, Governor Connolly. That's it. Where does Oswald go? Anyways, Oswald starts a walk through downtown Dallas. <laughs> and as he's going through downtown Dallas, he is confronted by a police officer. And at 1.15 p.m., Oswald shoots Officer J.D. Tippett uh, four times and kills him. Uh, later on, at 1.50 p.m., Oswald is seen going inside of a theater where he did not pay for a ticket. Police swarm the theater, arrest Oswald. And at 7.05 p.m., Oswald's charged with the murder of Officer J.D. Tippett. And then at 11.26 p.m., he's charged with the murder of President Kennedy. Uh, two days later, on November 24th at 11.21 a.m., Oswald being walked through the basement of the Dallas Police Headquarters and he is shot at point-blank range in the abdomen by Jack Ruby who was a nightclub owner in Dallas who said his reason for shooting um, his reason for shooting Oswald was so that Mrs. Kennedy did not have to go to trial and testify he wanted to save her the pain of that apparently Makes zero sense. So there, well, there's kind of the stated... timeline. The timeline for, go ahead. 
Well, he said he also stated that, uh, for, like Go. some of the things I've read, <clears throat> is that he was so infuriated by the killing that he went into like a blind rage and just killed him. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's the Oswald kind of side of things. Uh, to rewind a little bit, at 1 p.m. is when Kennedy is taken. Kennedy after the shooting, Kennedy is taken to Parkland Hospital in Dallas. Um, the same hospital. Uh, JD Tippett goes to the same hospital. Just uh, it's foreshadowing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and at 1 p.m., Kennedy's pronounced dead. Uh, I think it's like an hour and a half later is when it's actually put out to the public that President Kennedy is dead. And at 2.39 p.m., Johnson is sworn into office as the 36th president. So that's kind of the the mainstream timeline for all of this uh, disaster. But What time was he pronounced dead? He was pronounced dead legally on his death certificate at 1 p.m. 1 p.m., okay. But it wasn't put out to the public and put out to the press until I think like an hour and a half later or something like that. So around 2.30. Okay. Okay. I just – um, the, the whole allure of the Kennedy assassination, um, which, you know, last week, if you've listened to last week's episode, you know, we – we almost broke into the Kennedy assassination last week, um, but we pulled ourselves out of it. But there is so much mishandling and misinformation around the Kennedy assassination that you almost can't even really figure out what is um, truthful and what's misinformation. It's uh, There's a lot that goes into the Kennedy assassination, of course. Lots of different angles, theories, and hopefully we can cover and kind of um, get your bring up your knowledge on some of those today. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of strange things that surround this um, assassination. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's just... It was even investigated. I mean, like, you would think that if they caught the guy and charged him and everything like that, there wouldn't be an investigation by right. a committee mm-hmm. of Congress, but there was. Um, I'll get into that shortly. But Kennedy's body was improperly handled yeah. at Parkland Hospital. And it was flown. It wasn't. There wasn't an autopsy performed there. It was flown to D.C. to conduct the autopsy, and the autopsy is completely botched. I mean, it's like it's one of the worst autopsies ever. They, it's like, oh, it's almost like they didn't even look at the body. They were right. just like, oh, yep, he got shot, and that was it, kind of thing. They didn't like try to look at like. Traje- bullet trajectories, philosophy, mm-hmm. or you know, all that ballistics type of stuff, or or, or anything like that. So, not like just, the president just was, everything was just poorly handled. Exactly, you think you'd look into it a little more, but anyways, uh, so now that I mentioned it, we'll go into the Warren Commission here. The Warren Commission was the committee that came together to really investigate the um, the assassination itself 
and mm-hmm. see if there was a deeper case to it, I guess. Right. Uh, the Warren Commission ended up writing up the Warren Report, which was 960 pages Gosh. of reports. And inside the Warren Report, it says things like the Soviet Union is – there's no scientific evidence pointing to the Soviet Union being the cause or the perpetrators in this act, but we cannot rule out lone um, – what's it say? Lone, lone wolf uh, sympathizers? Or, yeah, lone, lone wolf sympathizers. Um. And it says that about multiple things. It says that about the Soviets, Cuba. It uh, says that about the mafia. It's just a bunch of things. Like it says there's no scientific evidence, but we can't rule out the possibility of it. Right. So they didn't actually so solve anything. So they basically throughout the whole report – no. Throughout the whole report, they contradict themselves over and over and over and over again. That's all it is. It's 960 pages of bullshitting. And right. I – I think that's really what why it's 960 pages is so you get bored reading it halfway through <laughs> and you just stop and you right. don't care anymore. Um, like Harry Potter novels aren't even that long, right? Yeah. But, anyways, um, so the Warren Commission investigates. They basically say the same thing that the police said um, that. Oswald was a lone wolf, and he acted on his own with no other outside influences, and that was open, shut, end of story. Um, But I have some more things to say about that. (laughs) So I'll start off with the fact that um, civilian witnesses – because this was a parade, it was a motorcade that right. Kennedy was doing. It wasn't a private affair or anything like that. Um, he was in front of hundreds and possibly thousands of people. I don't even know how many people were there. But civilians that were at the event said that there was three shots that f- were fired, and there was at least two shooters. Um, many of the people said that the shots came out too close to get because Kennedy was shot with a bolt action Carcano rifle. Right. Um, there, there's time there. You have to take time to cycle those rounds with a bolt action. And a lot of the witnesses said that there was not enough time between shots fired for it to just be one shooter with a bolt action. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the witnesses say that shots were fired from behind them which was on the grassy knoll. Um, if you look at a map of kind of the area, you'll see what I'm talking about. Right. Um, one thing that I've seen before is uh, there's a parking lot. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, so the grassy knoll would have been to the uh, right side of Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And remember some key things here. Kennedy's head, whenever he's shot the second time, goes back to the left. Right. And the right side of his head is what comes off, the right side of his skull. Right. The grassy knoll is in front and to the right of where Kennedy would have been shot from. 
um, which is also where the parking garage is. And around that, not parking garage, but parking lot kind of area. And around that parking lot area is a brick wall that stands about eight feet high. On one side of that brick wall, there was supposedly a dumpster, um, okay. which would have been the perfect place for a shooter to perch from, kind of. And it's also where a lot of um, people say that um, trajectory matches from. Shot from. Yeah. Um, so now that I've mentioned those kind of things, I'll get into. Uh, I'll kind of yeah. I'm gonna talk about some relations, some weird relationships here between um, Oswald and Tippett. Now remember, Tippett is the man who Oswald killed, the police right. officer who the police Oswald officer. killed about an hour after he shot Kennedy about 45 minutes to an hour after he shot Kennedy. Which, and before you start this, the the relationships across the board in the whole Kennedy assassination just are absolutely mind-blowing. How oh, so many people There's are way connected too many to so many other people. Yeah. And, like, last week, I'll go ahead and toss this out since last week we talked about it. Like, Jack Ruby, his prison doc, when he goes to prison, is a member of MK Ultra. Like one of the active psychiatrists working in MK Ultra, so there's way so much. All right, I'll I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, get into it. But there's so much. <laughs> so you say you say um, prison doc, right? So you're meaning prison doctor. Yes, yeah, his doctor when okay, he's in yeah, prison. Just, yeah, it's for people that aren't. Yeah, might not have understood that. Okay, yeah, sorry, I was going fast. Um. So, okay, let me try to organize my thoughts here a little bit. <laughs> so I'll start off. Um, the officer that gives the description of Kennedy, or uh, not Kennedy, but the officer that gives the description of Oswald mm -hmm. is J.D. Tippett. Now, Oswald was on the sixth floor of the school book depository. And um, he gave a perfect description of a man of about f the height of 5'10", medium build. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have good enough eyes, and I don't know a whole lot of people that have good enough eyes to look up from six floors and notice the height of a man to the inch. Yeah, um, I was actually – when you said that, I started Googling like something that's – I want to see a picture of something that's 60 foot away. Um and I mean, I wouldn't even if I didn't have some kind of binocular or scope or something. Shoot, there ain't no way I'm seeing that guy. Well, I couldn't guesstimate yeah. a height if you were stood right beside me. So, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, something else that's weird is Oswald is photographed leaving um, the book suppository, depository suppository. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different the, conspiracy I'm just going to say the the book building uh, <laughs> so I don't get all mixed up here Oswald's photograph leaving the building um, and in that same photo is a well known CIA agent uh, can anybody guess who that is he becomes president a little later on oh well would that be uh, George Bush 
George H.W. Bush. Oh my God! All right. So Oswald, so H.W. Um, Bush was employed by the CIA at the time. He was actually pretty high up, I believe. I think he was wasn't director yet, but he was pretty close. Um, but yeah, so George Bush is there at the scene, and uh, is captured in the same photo as Oswald. So, that parking lot that I mentioned that is off to the front right of the car that Kennedy was in, it... Witnesses said that there was a police officer carrying a bolt-action rifle leaving that parking lot. Um, People believe that officer was J.D. Tippett. No one really knows. But... He comes up a lot in this, um, and it's also just a strange coincidence that he was murdered by um, Oswald. So, another thing about Tippett and Oswald is that uh, they knew each other, and and it's like there's plenty of witnesses who have mentioned that as well, is that they have seen J.D. Tippett and Lee Harvey Oswald as well as Jack Ruby eating uh, breakfast together multiple on multiple occasions. And Jack Ruby. And they're all three – yeah, and Jack Ruby, all three of them. And they're all known to have mafia ties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Jack Ruby was known as a – he was a, a – he was a nightclub owner, so he had mafia ties through his nightclub – um, Oswald, they think was he was a kind of a Soviet sympathizer, communist mm-hmm. type. Um, he's known to be kind of like under contract by the mafia on a couple different occasions. And uh, Tippett was a dirty cop, so they're known to have uh, relationships and uh, encounters much earlier on than just. Um, so how 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 long before the assassination are these? Do you know? Do you have any a timeline on how long before the assassination that they were seen together? Months. Months. Okay. Wow. Okay. Months. They were that like, and it's not just once or twice. It's a, a reoccurring thing. Like they ate breakfast together at the same restaurant, um, multiple times. Like like they were friends. Like it, it was a it was a thing they did like every, like once a week they got together and ate breakfast or something like that. I mean I don't know if that specifically was the was the thing, but they were seen eating together. Um, Jack Ruby was only spotted a couple times I think, but Oswald and Tippett specifically were seen multiple times eating together. Does Does Tippett have a military background prior to becoming police? Do you know? Uh yes. Was he a Marine as well? Uh, uh, or he, he may not, he may not have been military. Oh yeah, he was, he was in the army. He was army. Okay. And then, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah, he was that army. makes sense. Cause I mean, I don't, he joined the army in 1944. 44. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, um, Ruby was army as well. 
Yeah, I believe Ruby was in the army. Uh, Ruby was army. Oswald was in the Marines. Marines. He was an intelligence uh, soldier, I guess. He was an yeah. officer, but he was an intelligence agent, I guess, in, in for the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Interesting correlation there. Uh-huh. So, uh, something that's also kind of weird is that when Oswald and Tippett confront each other in downtown Dallas at 115 and Oswald shoots Tippett, he uses a revolver. Right. Now, some of you listening may not know much about guns or anything like that, but revolvers don't eject shell casings. Mm-mm. They stay inside the weapon. Yeah. Upon reaching the scene, there is four shell casings on the ground. Uh, most revolvers are six shooters. Mm-hmm. So that means that after shooting Tippett, Oswald would have had to take the time to open up his revolver and specifically take out only the rounds that he fired mm-hmm. and throw them on the ground. Now, why would you do that? I don't know. Yeah, and normally, I mean, like, here, I got one sitting right. I mean, normally when you reload a re- revolver, you just pop it out and spin it. When you do that, they all pop out, especially with like the thirty-eight. That it was a thirty-eight that he had, correct? Uh, I believe so. He would have just popped it out and spun it, and they all would have fell out. To picking out individual yeah. shell casings is a very rare thing to do. Yeah. So, so it makes no sense the, why you would even the do theory that. Theory I got behind that is that um, the actual killer had rounds from the same weapon that Oswald was known to have and uh, displayed those on the ground. Because there's multiple witness accounts, um, up to 12 witness accounts, that all say different things. But one thing they can all agree on is that Oswald was not the one that shot J.D. Tippett. Um Really? A lot of them say it was a, a shorter, stockier man with bushy hair. Some say it was a Hispanic man. Um, a lot of them say he got into a gray car, which Oswald did not get into a gray car. He was on foot this whole time. Um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of strange happenings there. Um, you said they said it was his, some people said it was a Hispanic man? Yes. There is um <laughs> one of the witnesses is actually Hispanic as well. His name is Domingo. Ah, yes. Okay. So one of the main witnesses that I like to think about is Domingo Benavidez, mm-hmm. who saw Tippett standing by the left door of his parked police car and a man standing on the right side of the car. He then hears shots and saw Tippett fall to the ground. Um Benavides stopped his pickup truck on the opposite side of the street from Tippett's car. He observed the shooter fleeing the scene and removing spent cartridge casings from his gun. Interesting. So. I just, whenever you said that... That's just, I mean... A lot of people ID'd the shooter as a Hispanic male. Um, My mind went to something that was brought up popularly a few years ago that um, Ted Cruz's father... 
I just sent in our in our private chat here. I just sent a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald with another man passing out um, communist propaganda in Dallas. Um, that other man is actually Senator Ted Cruz's father. Um, who I mean I'm not making any accusations or jumpings here, but just saying that there is another extremely odd coincidence of someone of power having a personal relationship with our with Oswald. Yeah, yeah. It's there's there's a lot of very strange relationships going on. Um. But yeah, so there's there's pretty much the relationship between um, Oswald and Tippett, which is weird enough, honestly, if you ask me. I mean, um, very very strange that it comes up so much like they knew each other. Because um, if Oswald or Tippett didn't know Oswald. Personally, he wouldn't really be able to give that exact description of him mm-hmm. from six floors away. Um, whereas, if you knew him personally and you'd stood right next to him before and ate lunch with him before, then you'd obviously know how tall he is, what he looks like. Right. And um, so, so there's that. Interesting. Uh, I also kind of talked about the magic bullet. If I'm rambling and talking too much, you guys can stop No, keep me. going. But um, I also talked about the magic bullet, which is a weird thing. Um, so the first round that impacts Kennedy goes through his upper back, exits through his throat, and hits Governor Connolly in the back, enters his body, bounces around inside of him, exits through his left rib cage, I believe. Mm-hmm. And enters into his wrist and shatters his wrist. Exits through his wrist and goes into his leg, his thigh, and sticks in his thigh. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if a bullet goes through that much, I think it's going to be a little messed up, right? It's not going to be still in the perfect shape of yeah, the bullet. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have all kinds of fragmenting if it's breaking yeah, off things. Especially if it went through bone yeah you know? it went through um supposedly went through 15 layers of clothing and entered and exited a body seven different times so this bullet um is found laying next to uh governor Connolly as he's on the gurney in Parkland Hospital. It's not in his thigh. It's not dug out of his thigh or anything like that where it was supposedly at. But it was taken directly off the gurney laying next to him. And it was a perfect bullet. And the bullet was matching the rifle that um, Oswald supposedly used. It, it was a bullet fired exactly from his gun. Um, that so so they're saying that it was just loose on the gurney with him. Yeah, like basically what they're saying is is it f- fell out of his thigh and laid on the gurney beside him and fell on the gurney beside him. Hi, which is yeah, 
a little hard to believe that a bullet just works its way out of you. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, even if by some miracle it just happens to get to the to the right layer of skin that I mean, if it's anywhere near the edge, it's gonna fall out while they're taking him out of the car. It's gonna fall out while they're prepping him. But if it makes it exactly. on the gurney all the way through multiple transfers, through the hospital, and to actual actual to Parkland Hospital, no, that's planet. Because there's no way that survives that ride either. Even if it does yeah. fall out, it doesn't survive that yeah. ride. Also, just the fact that the bullet was in perfect condition. Like, it yeah. had never oh, even yeah. fired from a gun. Yeah. Like, it. I mean, it's... Um, the the theory behind that is that someone who wanted to frame Oswald um, went to a range with him or something like that, right. and because he was kind of known to go shooting everyone once in a while, mm-hmm. um, but he was a bad shot, which I'll also get into. Um, probably went to a range with him or something like that, and found right. one of his bullets that he used, and kept it. But since I mentioned it, I'll talk about how Oswald was, uh, during his time in the Marine Corps, was not known to be a marksman of any sorts. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, so there was a, a documentary done about the JFK murder, and I forget the name of the dude that, that ran the whole thing. But the guy also was in... The guy who did the documentary was also in this in the service, and he reenacted the shooting from right. Oswald's perspective. He was a marksman and was known as a good sh- and and was a good shot. The, right. The, the man who re- recreated the incident, and it took him eleven seconds to fire the rounds that supposedly Oswald fired in six and a half. Yeah. So Oswald supposedly fired just as many rounds in half the time with accuracy and was not known to be a good shooter. So. The. <laughs> just the basics of it alone. Just the basic moving vehicle shot, bolt action rifle, sixth floor, you have multiple trajectories to think about in this and of course a moving vehicle to think about. I mean, you're going to have to be a damn good shot to make that shot at all, let alone the sequence of shots within six and a half seconds. Yeah. And I I just pulled up the picture of the magic bullet because I I heard like the theories, like the single bullet theory before and I'd read all of that, but I never actually looked at a picture of the actual bullet. So I just pulled it up and I mean, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. I will tell you that if a bullet travels through a person like that, it's going to fragment a lot more than this bullet has exactly. done anything to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, it's it's perfect. It literally looks like it, it has been pulled from the casing with a pair of pliers. Yeah. I mean, it's exact. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of all like the weird little, just weird little coincidences and stuff like that that kind of surround this event. Um. One thing that I really want, one thing that honestly convinced, because I had never really dove deep into the Kennedy assassination until Mm -hmm. I was in uh, Mr. Kreitzer's class Mm -hmm. in um, 
20th century conflicts in high school. Right. And he goes deep into this. This is his, like, one conspiracy theory that he loves. <laughs> and one of the things that stuck out to me the most that he talked about was how JFK's head goes back to the left. Right. If you're getting shot from behind in the neck, yeah. you're going to go forward, right? Yeah. Kennedy does go forward a little bit at first, grabs his throat. After he grabs his throat, he's shot in the head. His head goes back into the left, and the right side of his skull fractures and pops off and lands on the back of the car. So what that makes me think is Oswald shot him in the back, uh, get him in the back with the neck shot. And that's why he leans forward and grabs. But then something from the front of him shoots him in in the head. Yeah. Because the trajectory on that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so since we're kind of getting into it a little bit, we'll jump into like some theories and some conspiracies, um, and we'll put point some fingers and try to blame some people for this. Uh, first up for me is a mix between the mafia and the CIA. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple. I mean, everybody has their opinion on it. A lot of People think the Soviets did it. Some people think Cuba did it for revenge uh, from the Bay of Pigs. My main thing is the mafia with a little bit of CIA help trickled in there. Yeah. Um, and I'll give some reasons behind that here. The CIA, because there was some people in the CIA, such as H.W. Bush, who were seeking power and were trying to rise through the ranks and trying yep. to um, propel their career. Kennedy was not a fan of the CIA. And he actually defunded the CIA a couple times through executive orders and you know, the passing of money that presidents can do. He defunded the CIA. Um, he blamed the failure of the Bay of Pigs on the CIA. He said it was their fault that it didn't work. Uh, he rejected Operation Northwoods, like I mentioned before, which was a big CIA plan and operation. Right. Um, he was he was not well liked in the spy community. I mean, he was not well liked by any anybody within the CIA or the FBI, for that matter. I don't think. Now, where the mafia comes into this is Kennedy was. Kennedy's attorney general was his brother, Robert Kennedy. Right. And Bobby Kennedy had a hard-on for the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, as the attorney general, it, it was his main mission to take down the mafia. And the mafia believed that without John in office, that Bobby's influence and power would disappear. Right. So... Their mission was to take down JFK. Um, Also, a couple of things. I've heard that mafias are tied to unions a lot, and I've heard that uh, JFK was really Mm anti-union. And uh, I don't know that – I don't really know his political ideals. Honestly, I didn't really dig into that that much, but mediocre research. But, um, so yeah, there's, there's, that's my kind of hypothesis on it. And that's really what I think happened is 
I think Oswald was involved. Now, I have a couple of different ideas, maybe. I th either Oswald's rifle fired blanks mm -hmm. um, that he did not know was in there. Uh, or Oswald did shoot Kennedy, and he just wasn't alone. I think there was, definitely was two shooters. Yeah. Um, one of the shooters was in that parking lot on top of the dumpster. Um perching on the on the brick wall or picket fence or whatever it was that was there. Um, but yeah, I definitely think Oswald was a shooter. I just don't know if he was the one that actually killed Kennedy. Uh, part of me kind of thinks it was Tippett um, and that he was a dirty cop who was put up to it by the mob. Mm -hmm. And they offered him a lot of money and a way out. And... That's why he confronted Oswald. Is uh, Oswald was kind of their scapegoat, right? And um, he was there to kill Oswald, and Oswald just got to jump on him first, right? Oswald realized um, what was happening. Yeah, I could see that. And then that's where Ruby comes into the picture, and, and Ruby is put up to the task of getting rid of Oswald because Oswald was supposed to go down in the first place, right? And when Tippett failed to kill him first, Ruby had to pick up the slack and finish the job. But that's my theory on it. I also rule out Cuba and the Soviets because the Cold War, there was high tensions. I, we had just gone through the Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't think that the Soviets... And Cuba wanted to risk an all-out war. And because, I mean, if the mafia does it, that's an act, that's a domestic terrorist kind of right. act. And yeah, those specific people or whatever, if they're found guilty, are put to death probably. Whereas if the Soviets or Cuba did it, that's World War Three. Yeah. Only 15 years after World War Two ended. So... I don't think that the so I think the Soviets and Cuba were smarter than that, and they wouldn't have wanted to 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 go into that. Right. I I think that um, I think that you're onto something there. With I don't think the Soviets and the Cubans would want to risk that much, especially because if they had wanted to risk that much, the Cuban Missile Crisis wasn't even a year before his assassination. Correct. So if they wanted to risk so much, they would have just done it at the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know exactly. they wouldn't they have would have got rid of them, right? They wouldn't have earlier. back channeled another way to start the war than to just start the war there when they had the superior numbers in Cuba when they had more warships there and they had nuclear warheads there. I don't see how it makes sense for them to crosslink. And the other part of it is if the Soviets did have something to do with Kennedy's assassination. They did a absolutely terrible job of playing it to their advantage. Because when we were down yeah. a leader and all of that, that's the time when they should have moved all their forces in, at least came in you know, from the Sib Siberia to Alaska channel that we always worry about them coming through and establishing a foothold. I think that any, yeah, anything else is just kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense to believe that they would be involved because they didn't capitalize on it. Yeah, 
big countries like that and big superpowers like that aren't really known to do uh, simple revenge killings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think theirs would have been more like we assassinate him and put a, a puppet in the office or whatever. Right. And Manchurian Johnson wasn't really a, a puppet kind of thing. No. Um, I think Johnson was more strict on the Soviets than even Kennedy was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just don't see. I think there would have been way more involved and way more of a plan if the Soviets did it. Whereas the mafia, I think that they were, they are known for revenge killings. <laughs> right. And they are. so I think that's that was what it was. Honestly, it was just a revenge killing. It was just like. Like, you gave us the shaft, and now it's our turn kind of thing. Right. I, um, you know, I might be about to display myself a bit, but I didn't know of the George H.W. being in um, the the picture. I, I had never heard that before. Um, and, you know, as of late, I'm sure you all have noticed I've been developing kind of an anti-Bush um, standpoint. And I, I really think a lot of that comes down into just kind of the weird things surrounding the Bushes. And George W. George H.W. being in the middle of the area surrounding the assassination attempt on JFK, or the assassination on JFK, really just kind of pushes me over the top on them. And I, so I'm going to do some extra digging, and we're going to talk bushes more because I'm having a hard time believing that this could all be that circumstantial. Um, you know, and another thing that whenever, whenever I think about all of this and I think about all these things that we talk about, these conspiracies, is how frequently those names come up and how frequently... Like I don't even know how many times we've said the word the words George H. W. Bush, but I guarantee we've said it in almost every single episode. Uh, that dude comes up a lot, yeah. I mean, Grove, this everything. He's always coming up. That's and, some. That's a connection you can make as well, right there. Um, now that I mention it, is Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. All of these people that were involved. Well, I say all of them, not all of them, but uh, Nixon, Johnson, H. W. Bush. Those guys were known to be members of the Bohemian Club. Yep. So. Yep. Little, little weird. It is. It is those dudes all rose to power after this happened. Like those yes. dudes were the ones that got the promotions and, and um, the extra money. Yep. So. And you know they all become presidents, one right after another. Um, I just. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see any way that that that's not somehow correlated. Um, those those points there. And if you want to, I mean, add to it. So, um, Robert Kennedy is assassinated. Uh, what is that? Five years later. Yeah. Um, who is JFK's younger brother? Mm-hmm. Now I said that the mafia, 
their main target to this, like JFK was the the assassination target. Right. But who they were really trying to stop was uh, Robert Kennedy. Right. Um, and once after killing John and realizing that it didn't really stop Bobby. Yeah. They decided to take Bobby out as well. Right. Just a few short years later. I mean, five years may seem like a lot, but I mean, yeah, it's not that long at all. I mean, just think of Kennedy's parents, man. That's not their. His older brother Joe dies in a plane ac- plane mm-hmm. crash. He's assassinated while he's the president, and then Robert Kennedy is assassinated by uh, Sirhan Sirhan, a, a Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Um. As the attorney general, I mean, like yeah, and then JFK Jr. dies under under uh, a plane crash over the ocean circumstances, you know. But yeah, but did JFK Jr. really die? Well, don't even start. Don't even go there. <laughs> don't even go there. Uh, no, go there. What happened? What's up? Is JFK Jr. still alive? I would have probably don't. Uh, supposedly, you know, there's some there's some other. Conspiracy theorists that uh, that was a big one. Just since we're on the topic of JFK, was that JFK Jr. didn't really die? That when do you know when the plane crash ninety nine happened? Wait, ninety nine. Yeah. So it's twenty one years. Yeah, he was running against Hillary Clinton. Twenty one years ago. Yeah, twenty one years ago, JFK Jr. died, or JFK JFK Jr. supposedly had a plane crash. Right. Right. But he didn't die. He has been biding his time waiting to come out as Trump's running man for his second term or whatever. You know, for re-election, he was going to ditch Pence and bring him JFK Jr. And, he, you know, they were going to save America and so on and so forth. A little late for that one, but... Yeah, I mean, not, we're not, obviously we're not going to get into, like, political politics. I right. Mean, but it's a conspiracy, so... We do talk conspiracies. I don't know. Yeah, that one's. I think that's a little. I mean, I believe a lot of crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> but I think that to the point that uh, that's a little goofy. But we did discuss. So I want to bring this up because I kind of brought this up before Go the for podcast. It. Um. So you guys are talking about there's more than one shooter, right? Right. What if there? What if there was a third person involved that didn't shoot, but his actions actively killed JFK? Who would that be? Well, do you know, does the name William Greer? Hmm, William Greer does sound familiar. Is he a Secret Service agent? Right, so what, well, no, so, well, I guess yes. William Greer was, uh, he was the driver of of uh, JFK's okay. uh, car. Yeah, the limo. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he was Irish-born citizen. I think he come to America very early he he was born in 1910 it doesn't actually say when he was i don't know when, when he immigrated he, i guess he yeah well he joined the navy later joined secret service worked as a driver for truman eisenhower and kennedy interesting so when the secret service is trained to do 
what when a uh, something bad would happen, right? If there's a threat, they would be right. trying Check to the president, evade the situation, get the president, get the president out of that situation. Right. So after after the first two shots happened, right? So he got shot. The first one missed, like right, and then the second one hit through his neck and all that. Mm-hmm. After the second one, he stopped completely. He is Secret Service supposed to be driving. He stopped. Right. And he's and he's not a, he's not new to this. He's been doing this for multiple presidents and yes, I mean yeah. so the third one, the f- after the third shot hits, inevitably killing JFK, he, that's he decides to take off. Um, okay. So a little later on, uh, let's see. Let's what, let me find where I'm. You said his name is William Greer, right? Yes, yes. And he denied that he stopped the car. He said he he heard the noise, thought it was what it was, and that he heard it again. He glanced over his shoulder and saw Governor Connolly like he was starting to fall. But if you watch the video, he completely turned around to look at JFK. Prior Um, to? Prior to the third shot going off. um, right? So Because in the video, you can kind of see which I think I linked it. I'm not sure. But in the video, you can see him. He kind of leans a little bit forward. And then William turns around. And there, you know, JFK, his head goes back. And then at that time, and only after that happened, he decided to get out of there. And he had, um, he had a Mr. Kellerman. Which I'm assuming he's another Secret Service agent, uh, mm-hmm. was like yelling at him, telling him to get out of here, like fast, like go. Right. He said he doesn't even remember the other shots or noises that was, which I mean, there's only three shots. Yeah. So to back up your claim here, I don't know about back then, but today the CIA or the CIA, the Secret Service, um, one of their main jobs is driving, and they take def- a lot of defensive driving and right. reactive driving courses. Like that's a big portion of their training. Oh, is how to get out and of I situations like that mm-hmm. by driving. And I don't know if this, this actual this you know the, the assassination of JFK maybe caused the training, but you'd still think there was some sort of awareness. Of like, hey, if something happens, we got to get the president out of here. Like we've got to go. And for yeah, him to that's, stop, I mean, that's obviously going to be the thing. If someone starts shooting, you're going to press on the gas, but he hit the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think mean, you're on to literally... something here with the William Greer thing, because he does. Prior to prior to that final shot being fired, he's he's looking right at him when he gets shot. Well, so let's, let's bring up another uh, Greer, right? Let's talk about Richard Greer, which I can't get into too much in depth on this because I don't know a lot about Richard. I don't know a lot about uh, As William in the actor either, Richard but... Greer? Richard Greer, as in William Greer's son, okay. who was interviewed in 1991, and okay. he added to this this conspiracy theory. And they mm-hmm. said uh, someone had asked him, like, "What do you th- what What did your father think of JFK?" And his response was, "Well, we're Methodists, and JFK was a Catholic." Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What for being? I mean, JFK was a popular president, but he was very much loved by some people but very much hated by some others if if uh there was 
back then religion was a much more important thing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, impactful. And yeah, and he was Catholic, and there was a lot of people that hated JFK for being Catholic. So, um, I mean, that could have played a part in his assassination alone, honestly. Yeah, is the fact that someone's like, "Oh, there's not going to be a dirty Catholic run in my country." I mean, he's still or, to this day the only Catholic like that. that's been president, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I know he was the first one, but which that still, I mean, that just rings into me like, hey, maybe say say if it was just uh, uh, Oswald, right? Well, maybe. Oh crap! Okay, he missed the first shot. Oh, he he hit the second shot. He didn't he didn't kill him. Let me slow down for him. Boom! Got it. Let's go. Right. It's, it's convenient. I I'm just telling you, like uh, this this video that you linked, um, that does this this frame frame by frame slowdown. We're gonna put this on the Facebook page. Um, it's a YouTube link, but it does a really good job of showing you what we're talking about with the driver being turned around, looked at JFK. And then also another thing it does a very good job of showing is showing that earlier we talked about bullet velocity and trajectory, right? If you were to shoot somebody in the back of the head, all of that impact trajectory is going to push their head forward. Okay. And this video also does a really good job of showing you that it's nearly impossible that he was shot in the back of the head because his head just pulls straight back. Like, he was shot with a bl- with a vacuum or something. You know, he just... There's no way that that makes logical sense for him to get shot in the back of the head. So yeah, we'll, we'll link mean, that. But you'd think at the very least you would see maybe like a, a lunge forward and then... Yeah, some kind of impact. I don't know. I mean... The shell case... And then also, also of, well, on top of this, uh, I've also heard that Go ahead. No, go. Uh, so with along with this is that um, <laughs> I've heard that uh, William what, what William Greer correct William Greer yeah yes. yes all right William Greer was actually like he actually shot JFK is the conspiracy in that whenever um, Jackie Kennedy right yep. JFK's wife yep. Um, whenever she is seen crawling out, right, where everyone thinks, oh, she's panicking and grabbing the skull, right. is that she's actually trying to get out of the car because the gunshot come from the car. That makes sense. The only issue I have with that, and, you know, you've presented that theory to me before, the only issue that I have with that is that Governor Conley and his wife didn't absolutely flip shit. You know what I mean? That's the only real concern I have with that. Because I feel like if I'm in the yeah, car which, and a bystander gets shot with me in the car, I feel like, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? There would be some kind of response there like yeah, Jackie. Which is. I figure maybe after enough, uh, like I said, if, I mean, if the first two shots happen, your adrenaline's already going to be pumping. You're going to be right. kind of. You're going to. There's going to be some tunnel vision, more than likely. Um, I mean, I I could understand probably like you're not going to realize that hey, something just happened literally right beside me. 
Right. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, I, mean, I guess especially like I mean if they, if they're trained to be like looking like let's let's look literally wherever this could come from. We're not we're 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 completely ignoring that somebody in the vehicle with us could have done it. Right. I think that the mishandling of the body, the mishandling of the entire scene surrounding all of that, I think that really alone right there is enough to tell me there was something else going on besides one person wanting to kill the president. Oh, I completely forgot to even mention one of the weird things. Um, so, like I mentioned before, sorry to no. jump randomly jump around, in. but um, Tippett and JFK are taken to Parkland Hospital at about the same time. They're... Mm -hmm. uh, and there's theories surrounding the fact that uh, there's a lot of people that think that Tippett was kind of a body double for JFK. And that Tippett's body was the one that they showed um, and not JFK's. Because JFK's showed the real, the real rounds. Um... Okay. And I see what you're saying. They were, they, yeah, they were about the same build. They looked about the same kind. They had the same like body size and type. Um, JFK's body would have shown like that he wasn't shot from here. He was shot from here, kind of thing. Right. And so they didn't want to show JFK's real body because they were afraid that someone might notice the discrepancies. So they showed Tippett's instead. And they, and you're and you're saying that they shot Tippett in a, in a manner that would show that would be consistent with how JFK was yeah. supposed to have been assassinated. Yeah, they put wounds on Tippett's body that would have been consistent with the story that they wanted to put out. I believe it was Tippett. Um, that makes yeah, sense. No one else did. It was Tippett, yeah. So. Um, let me do a That's quick... That's kind of a weird thing is, that I found as well. That is very strange. Um, now, as far as pictures of JFK after the fact, I'm going to get slightly morbid for a second, okay? I will tell you that the pictures, the commonly attributed pictures of JFK, where the, he has the wound in the neck, um... Here, I'm going to copy this and send it to you guys, and we'll also put it on our on our link so that anybody can look at this as well. Um, but these commonly associated, associated um, pictures of JFK show him with a wound in the neck, um, but nothing in the front. It's failing my upload every time I try to send it to you guys. So, um, But nothing in the front of the face. Now, if you watch the video, there is no way that his frontal lobe area would have survived that shot. Because, I mean, you can see the impact burst out of his head um, in the video, but then they're showing this picture saying it's JFK, but there's no significant damage to the front of his head like that. 
<laughs> so I, I, I have, I kind of think that, that you might be on something with the tippet thing. Yeah, I, there's just there's too many coincidences going on here for it to just be brushed off as Oswald was a lone ranger who just decided to flip the switch one day and right. act on his tenants and whatever his uh, fantasies. I mean, I just another thing I have a hard time with on this whole thing. Even why if the it was in the convertible. Well, Kennedy's actually known. He said um, before they left, he said that morning, actually, he looked at the car and was like, man, it sure would be easy for someone to shoot me in this thing. Like making a joke. And uh, lo and behold, he was not wrong. There you go. Um, but yeah, the the whole, I mean, the Lincoln Continental is one of the coolest cars ever made. Oh, yeah. But for a presidential motorcade... Probably not a good idea. And they did make a hardtop version of it. So they definitely did. You didn't have to be in a convertible. <laughs> you, you didn't have to get your Continental in a Not in only a... is he in a convertible, he's sitting on the back of it. He's not even yeah. like sitting down inside of the car. No. He's like doing his parade thing, sitting yeah. up on top. Like, come on, man, you're asking for it. And so many presidents have been assassinated before this point i mean a, a lot of presidents have been either attempted or assassinated so why are you out there opening yourself up to the possibility honestly i think kennedy was he was known to be like this in school and in the military as well, kind of the hot shot. Everybody liked right. him. He was popular. I think that got to his head whenever he was in office. Right. And I think that um, he thought that everybody loved him. Right. And that no one could ever do this to him. So I think that's what it was, honestly, is that his oh, popularity, <laughs> his cool his cool guyness kind of got in the way of right. his critical thinking and um so yeah. one of the last things here on on this um on this autopsy I'm, I'm really i'm really into this autopsy footage now um looking at all of these shots like there's two different autopsy pictures right there's one where the only noticeable damage is the neck and then there's another one where you can see the backside of his head is pretty well detached. Okay. Now, let me see if I can copy this one since you guys. Um, with this particular image. Okay. Yeah, you guys got that one. Sorry, CJ. I know you're reading. With this particular image, um, this makes absolutely zero sense for him to be shot from behind. Absolutely zero yeah. sense. Because the yeah, way like, a bullet enters, you're, you have all that mass force trajectory going through one pinpoint hole as it enters, and then it expands that velocity and that energy out and creates a larger hole on the other side. And I am telling you right now that that's, that's a 6.5, right? That, that rifle he was shooting him with? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's essentially a like a Mauser is what he was shooting him with, right? Like it was a six five. A six five. So the entry wound on that six five is not going to match these pictures. Um, it just it does not make any sense. The entry and exit wounds will be flipped if he was shot from the book's depository. <laughs> You're doing it too, huh? I'm doing it too. You got me doing it now. Think about suppositories. <laughs> yeah. I just... Uh, That's... that. No. Nope. Nope. His head's going back and to the left specifically. Mm-hmm. The impact. Which makes sense. If you sense. go back and to the left, you obviously got shot from the opposite direction, which would have been right. forward and right, yep. which is where the grassy knoll in the parking lot is, which is where multiple people said they heard shots coming from. So. I don't know. And also the shell casings thing really throws me off as well. Like the fact that there was the, the weapons they used um, don't eject shell casings. Right. I mean, bolt action rifles do, but you have to actually like use the action. Right. Use the bolt. Manually eject it. Yeah. And you would pick it up. Right. right? I mean, you would think. I would, I would I never leave he left that the, He supposedly left the rifle there, um, which leaving the rifle there would make sense because everybody's swarming around. You don't want to be walking out of the book depository uh, holding a rifle, obviously. But I feel like you would pick up the shell casings, stuff them in your pocket. Um. The shell casings found at the scene of Tippett's murder. Revolvers usually hold six rounds or more. Um, at least five. I've never heard of a four-shot revolver. Right. So the fact that he shot four times and then there's four shell casings just laying on the ground, uh, he would have literally purposefully had to slowly open it up pull right. out those four casings and throw them on the ground. And right. it just doesn't make any sense for anybody to do that. You just no. shot a police officer in the middle of the day. You're going to be getting out of there. Right. I don't and know. Why did, and why did he shoot a police officer in the middle of the day? I mean, I, I wish we had more video evidence of that encounter. I wish CCTV was such was as big a deal then as it is now because I yeah. guarantee you that encounter would not have gone down like that. One of the weird things that I think about is um, the fact that he gunned down Tippett, mm-hmm. who was a cop, but whenever the cops swarmed the theater that he was in and arrested him, he didn't shoot any of them Right. Or shoot himself even. Maybe he's completely out of ammo. I don't know, but like. Right. I feel like you would go with more than four bullets you for would, your thirty-eight. Yeah, you would. Sh- you would go down a blaze of glory. Honestly, like who? Anybody that's committed a mass, or he, I guess he wasn't a mass murderer, but anyone who's committed some sort of crime like this. Yeah. Most of the time, they don't get caught alive most of the time it's a shootout with police or they shoot themselves and the fact that he was arrested and everything and then shot afterwards shot and killed by somebody as he's being transported by police right um and 
pol- regular police officers, not marshals or anything like that. Right. Which you just sh- killed the president. You're yeah. going to have a little bit more of a security detail yeah. than that. At the very least, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... I, and Jack Ruby's thing. able to just walk up to him, and he didn't shoot him from across the room. He walked up to him, stuffed the gun in his stomach, and shot him in the stomach. Right. Yeah. Another thing that um, I I have a hard time understanding is uh, Marina Oswald. So Marina Oswald was Lee Harvey Oswald's wife. Okay, she was from from Russia. Um, she had ties through her uncle to the Soviet Ministry of Internal Affairs, so like their FBI. Um, there was there was a lot of weird things going on with with Marina, but Marina and um, Lee have two children. And I just don't understand the concept or why he, why why would he go to the theater? Why? That makes zero sense. Okay, one, if you shot him and you know you're gonna you know you're going down for it and you wanna go down for it, okay. Why are you just shooting one person? He's probably would continue from his elevated location taking out additional people. To create more impact, if that's his ideological mindset, that he just wants to do this and be done with it, right? And then die or go to jail or whatever, okay? If he's thinking, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get away and I'm going to go with my kids and my wife, who we seem happy together and we're going to go live a life, go back to Russia or something, why the hell is he going to a theater? I the idea behind that I guess is that he's just trying to find a place to hide out for a while um, but I mean this the is thing a, though this is, is I don't really guy. know if, he doesn't really know that people are after him though he, he has no idea that people are like I mean it wasn't on the news at right. the time yeah um, it's true so people don't know like oh you're the guy that killed JFK right it was like I don't know yeah, I guess there wasn't there wasn't like a twenty four seven newsreel where they would automatically put his picture up and yeah no and, and be running it. I mean, I mean that makes the most. But still, to me, I feel like so he wasn't. He, it's not like he went in there to to. I mean, he went in there to just hide. I guess I don't know. But he didn't even buy a ticket. He just walked in. Right. And that's honestly what got him caught. Yeah. Is the fact that um one of the workers there thought it was suspicious that he didn't buy a ticket and I just uh, don't understand the worker was able to point him out because he he was the guy who didn't buy the ticket if if I just shot the president of the United States and I am thinking okay I'm gonna get a clean break from this nobody knows I did this here we go I don't care I'm still putting as much physical distance between me and that crime scene as possible I'm not going to linger in the area, even if it is, you know, semi-locked down or whatever the case is. It's not like he's still not going to be able to escape from that. I mean, this isn't a guy that is 
Joe Blow off the street. I mean, he has he had a career in the mil- in the Marines. He even defected to the Soviet Union, and I mean, this is a guy who has a lot of life experiences and a lot of things that I feel like would have helped him escape this situation. Yeah, um, I definitely don't think Oswald was an idiot. No, I don't think he was either. I really don't. So, yeah, I just find it weird how he was. I, that's that's why I 100% believe he was a scapegoat, mm-hmm. and that as soon as it happened, the CIA kind of like the CIA along with Tippett were kind of the ones that were like. Oh, we know who it is. It's this guy. This guy. This guy. This guy. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just like threw everything at it. Kind of like nudged everybody in the right direction. And uh, that—that's what happened. That's how he was caught. I think that we're gonna have to record another episode on JFK um, with all of us in person, all of us together, kind of go over some footage and things like that. I think that'll be would be very beneficial. Yeah, in for future sure. Future times. Talk about Robert as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I believe we're kind of reaching our um, time limit here, so I'm good to wind down if you are. I'm, I am I feel like I've covered everything that, that I set out to cover coming in here. There's still some things that um, I definitely would like to talk about and explore, um, especially with Harvey's... Um, Lee Harvey Oswald's Russian connections, but I feel like that's going to be, we need to do another one of these in person. I think that's going to be our best option here. Yeah. Where we can all look over footage and dissect some Together. footage and pictures ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, for sure. So I don't know. C- I know CJ is having issues with clean feet. Are you, are you still with us CJ? No. I think, okay. Think so. I don't. Know. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, there he is. Yeah. I think he's going in and out. Okay. So we're gonna wind down here. Um, it's usually CJ's responsibility, but we are a <laughs> sponsored podcast. Um, that does mean that we make a little bit of money from a company called Thread Weird. T H R E A D W E I R D dot com. Um, they sell conspiracy related apparel, merchandise, all kinds of things. Um, I've probably spent more money there than anybody who's listening to this podcast has yet. But if you go to their site, use the code Rabbit Hole um, for ten percent off. Helps us kind of keep this going. Um, it's not free to post this everywhere, so kind of saves me a little bit of cheddar. So. Uh, that's all I got. Tristan, thank you for joining me. Good, sir. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for coming and listening. Question the answers. Go down the rabbit hole. We'll see you next week. Adios.